and welcome to our brand new mini series. In this mini series, we are shining a spotlight on the program Improving Quality of Maternal and Newborn Health. This is a UK funded program by the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office, FCDO, and it is led by the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine. In each episode, we discuss the different ways that the program has strengthened the capacities of health practitioners to deliver high quality care to reduce maternal and newborn morbidity and mortality. This episode is the second of four episodes, and today we will be focusing on a maternal and perinatal death surveillance and response approach. We have three great guests with us today. Dr. Pamela Gaudia, who is a senior technical officer with the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine and is also a lecturer at the University of Nairobi. We have Dr. Edward Serum, who is the head of the Division of Reproductive and Maternal Health Services at the Ministry of Health. And we also have Wabire Scholastica, who is a field epidemiologist and program officer at the Division of Reproductive Health at the Ministry of Health in Kenya. So before we go on to hear more from our guests, let's say hello to our co-host, Lucy, who is going to help us through the questions and the learning from the program. She is the country director of the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine in Kenya and is a medical anthropologist by background with over 20 years of experience in maternal and child health. Lucy, I understand the Ministry of Health in Kenya has developed national guidelines on how to conduct reviews of maternal and newborn deaths and stillbirths as well as near misses. We'll look forward to you explaining to us what near misses means at the facility and the community level. But I understand that the guidelines outline the reporting pathways and the documentation process of avoidable factors with a clear response mechanism so that future deaths can be avoided. So if you could help us understand some of these concepts and what the approach is, that would be really useful. Thanks, Lucy. Thank you very much, Kim. Welcome our wonderful guests from the Ministry of Health and uh, from Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine. I'm glad to be here, Kim, to record this episode, which is really going to give us great insights into what we have been doing at Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine and together with the Ministry of Health in Kenya to really improve the quality of care for women. The maternal perinatal death surveillance response, normally referred to as MPDSN, normally involves systematic analysis of trends in deaths, as well as events that contribute to the deaths of these three categories of the persons. This is important because it can identify health systems barriers and inspire local solutions to prevent such deaths in the future. And this is really a role of the government. You did also mention about near-miss. When we talk of near-miss, we are basically referring to a very ill pregnant or a woman that has recently delivered and nearly died, but survived, fortunately, uh, complications of pregnancy or complications of childbirth or a period that she's ill for about 40 or 42 days. So this is near-miss. Thanks very much, Lucy. That certainly helps me understand. I will hand over to you and the guests to tell us a little bit more detail about the program. Thank you very much, Kim. We are going to be looking at three key issues that helps us understand what is it that uh, the interventions that the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine, in collaboration with the National Ministry of Health and, of course, subnational levels, have been doing. Dr. Serem, could you please give us a brief overview of the maternal perinatal death surveillance and response program? and the scope of the support that the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine has provided to the Ministry of Health. We started MPDSR 
program in the country around 2016. It's one of the key components on checking the quality of care for the mothers and the newborns. And in our country, therefore, for the last four years, through the support of uh, LSTM, we have done a lot of things. One is setting up the National MBDSR Committee, chaired by the Director General of the Republic from the Minister of Health, Republic of Kenya. And this one cuts across the committee. In Kenya, we have 47 sub-nationals, which we are calling them counties. And these ones are like the small governments of Kenya. We've set up the committees in all the counties. These committees have been very instrumental because they have been looking at the causes of death in a nutshell, assessing, reviewing, auditing, what went wrong, what are these events. And all this information gathered, we've come up with reports. We had the first report, I think somewhere in uh, 2017. And I think this one informed most of the top management leadership to in some form of advocacy and also making sure that the events which contribute to the maternal and perinatal deaths are addressed. And these ones are being addressed at both national level and county levels. We have therefore been in a position to give feedback strengthen the committees. Once you strengthen the committees, they learn a lot of issues because if a mother dies of lack of blood this time around, so definitely something will be done. And uh, in that particular region, they will pull up resources. If it's an issue of referral, delays, then those things, once documented, then people will look at those missing gaps and address them and improve on them. So over time, therefore, we've seen sustained improvement in the quality of care. We've seen improvements of the structures. We are talking about the commodities like drugs, research safety equipment, about referral systems. We've been doing a lot of um, trainings on emergency obstetric care and neonatal care. And I think it's has immensely contributed into the quality of care because some of these trainings were not very precise uh, from the medical schools. Thank you very much, Dr. Sereb. Really interesting. Dr. Pandela, would you want to just mention how this has affected the woman in terms of the community, committees? The issue of establishing committees at the county level uh, and also ensuring that those committees are officially appointed by the chief executive or the county leadership has been essential in the healthcare providers also just feeling that is part and parcel of their responsibility. And the fact that they are sensitized on those roles ensures that they are doing their work based on the guidelines that have been set in place. And then going further to conduct trainings, of course, we build the capacity of the health workers through training of health workers on NPDSR, giving them more information on how to conduct the reviews or what's the composition of the team at that facility level if they have to conduct the review. How long should this review take? How often should these reviews take? Then if they are conducting reviews on a monthly basis, the LSTM team followed up these review meetings at the facility levels to find out, okay, are the health workers at these facilities undertaking these reviews? What are the actions that they've come up with? If they have an action that they feel that if a certain item would have been available, or a certain intervention would have been available, this mother would have been saved, then those are the things that are put in place. The, the idea is to take action to prevent future deaths. 
that's the essence of the maternal and perinatal death surveillance and response. Working with all the stakeholders at the facility level and just making them feel that whatever they are doing is important and it has a major contribution to the overall health system of their facility and also the overall health system of their county. Thank you very much. Scholastica, could you kindly give us an overview, very brief, of the committees and their membership so that people understand of who we are talking about in a broad scope? We have four levels of committees. At the national level, we have the director general who is chair of that committee, supported by the secretary, who is the, the head of department of family health in which the division lies. At the county level, we have the county director of health, who is the chair, and then is supported by the secretary, who is the reproductive health coordinator at that county level. Then at the sub-county level, we have the medical officer of health, in charge of that sub-county is the chair and is supported by the secretary who is the sub-county reproductive health coordinator. And then at the facility level, we have the medical superintendent who chairs it and then supported by the one who is in charge of maternal health in that facility, especially working in the childbirth unit. For each level, there are different memberships directed by the, what they can bring at the table or what their responsibilities are related to that level of committee that they belong to. If a maternal death occurs in that community, the community health committee rally the members of that family and the other members of the community, the health workers who are within the neighboring facility would still come and be part of that community health committee. And they would discuss issues to do with why that woman died and if there's anything that the community can do better to prevent future deaths. So the feedback mechanism is both ways. The common term that they are referred to when they are doing a maternal death is the verbal autopsy. You are talking to each other and trying to do a postmortem of why a woman died at that level. I, I, it was very interesting what you said about the community. How about neonatal perinatal death? What would you say about the way it is handled at community level, especially with our African concepts and neonate that may not necessarily be considered as, as seriously as a mother. The value the society puts onto an unborn child who has died, either prematurely or if you had a stillbirth, it's a bit lower. So currently the reviews that are done at the community level with regards to the perinatal, I would say it's minimal. It's still a big gap that needs to be done. That also goes with the culture that we have in our setup, that some communities will not even discuss such a death and they would not count that to be a child. This is work in progress even for Kenya because we have strengthened the areas that we have been able to with the support of the partners, but we still need support to now go down to the community level. This is where we have not put enough structures for the community level audits or notification of perinatal and maternal death. We have at least a defined structure for maternal death audits at the community level, but we have not given a structure or clearly identified pathway for the audits of perinatal death in the community. And I think that is where we have very minimal numbers of those audits because we have not yet developed the tools to notify perinatal deaths and also to interrogate those deaths at the community level, but we are working on them. Thank you very much for that overview. Any scholar, you can continue to just tell us the key achievement lessons learned and how the program has impacted on the lives of mothers and children. 
Looking at the key achievements for MPDSR, um, we have achieved much as a country. Basically, what informed our achievement is the findings that we get from the audits and also the confidential inquiry on maternal deaths findings have given us the focus on where we should look at to avert more deaths for the women and children of Kenya. One of key achievements is we have uh, been able to set up a satellite for blood to avail blood to women who are in need of blood during that critical moment of childbirth or after childbirth. Because the major um, cause of mortality or cause of death for these women during childbirth is a loss of blood. So the findings were able to help the countries come up with these satellite places where blood can be accessed. And also, most of the, of the counties have taken it as their responsibility to conduct these audits and also work with the findings that they get in those specific counties or subnational level. And the implementation is guided on those findings. Most of these implementations or the findings gears towards quality of care. Quality of care is what we are grappling with uh, at the moment. And we have come up with um, uh, standards that really define what quality of care is required for these women and to have an, a favorable outcome for the women and children or the newborns. We also have ways of assessing this quality of care and now come up with interventions to improve the quality of care in the counties. And we make use of the quality improvement teams in the subnational level to enhance the quality of care for maternal health. I think it's really great because we can really see clear link between the national level, actual policies, guidelines, and actual impact on the mothers. Pamela, do you have anything that you'd want to add in terms of the impact and methods plan uh, from implementing the MPDSR program? I would say that the focal program counties have responded uh, to the identified gaps that are identified during the maternal death audits. For example, in one of the counties where we work, after the reviews, they realized that the hospital had one operating theater. But after the reviews, they realized that they are losing mothers because of delay in taking them in for a cesarean section. So the management of the county found a room where they could convert that room into a maternity theater, a maternity theater that is specific for maternity cases. And it's had a significant impact on reducing the delays. And then we have the aspect of linking the reviews we do onto the existing programs like the mentorship programs, which improves quality of care because the reviews come up with some knowledge gaps. For example, if it is realized that a newborn died because of lack of proper neonatal resuscitation, then uh, the facilities would uh, organize for mentorship sessions where they take the healthcare workers through that skill that is needed. Yeah, so th those are some of the critical examples that I would say uh, have made a significant contribution uh, to the health of the mothers and babies. Thank you very much, Dr. Pamela Godia, for that. Now, I uh, will go to Dr. Serem and publish the first report. And looking at the recommendation of that report, the first confidential inquiry into maternal deaths, how would you say the implementation of this recommendation has progressed? We had the first report. And of course, once you have the report, as usual, when we do audits for maternal deaths, of course, um, it's not punitive. Uh, top leadership has the responsibility of making sure that the response part of it 
is acted upon in a continuous manner because issues of perhaps negligence, issues of lack of proper systems in the government. Of course, right now, we had another administration. It, it, it is imperative that they need to be sensitized on this because uh, MBDSR actually checks on the quality of the care of the, the women. Moving forward, therefore, is to look at those leadership. I would also want to add is the findings from these audits also has contributed to change of strategies because we are now looking from the division that basic commodities, which saves life, both in maternal and, and neonatal. The other thing, of course, is on mentorship. We form a program where we no longer take healthcare workers on issues of MBDSR, the trainings, into classrooms. Mentorship, we go facility to facility. As we look at their reports, we go there and mentor them. I'm really encouraged to note that Dr. Seram's focus is so much enthusiastic and internal looking and that confidence that the government can do it. That is really uh, encouraging. I would like to hand over back to Kim. Thanks very much, Lucy. This has been a really good conversation. We hear a lot about community engagement, but this is engaging communities in a different way where you capture their real life experiences, immediately learn from that. And then it's fed through all levels of the health system, through policies, improving standards, improving commodities, and developing these solutions jointly within committees with different disciplines, which is great to see that co-production approach. When it comes to community participation, we want communities to be aware of what a maternal death is. We want community members to be aware of what are the danger signs are, what are the signs and symptoms of a mother who is pregnant and is in danger and is anticipating a complication. So are they able to identify early enough the signs and symptoms of a complication that is arising? If I see a mother with a swollen leg, is that a sign? Are they able to elicit that as a sign that they need to seek care? So it comes to the communities being aware of that and also uh, communities participating in designing the healthcare services that they would want to see. For example, if you have a health center at a community level, are community members aware of the range of services that are available in that health center? And then they can go there and seek care in case of an emergency. If a woman is pregnant that is not feeling that her baby is kicking or her baby is moving, does she know that she's able to go to the nearest facility and seek advice and seek care? So that uh, if there's anything that needs to be done to save the life of the mother or the baby, that is done. Then also communities also participating in the referral mechanism. A facility may not have a vehicle or an ambulance to take the woman from or a patient from one level to the next level, which might be a, a few kilometers away. But sometimes communities come together and say, okay, in case we have an emergency in this area, there's one person who has a vehicle. So we need to have access to the contact of that person who has a vehicle so that they are able to be called and looked in when there's an emergency and they're able to help. Communities have their own structures in terms of leadership. So engaging communities through their own leadership and participating actively in decision-making, either at household level or at community leadership level. Thank you very much. We like to end our episodes by asking our guests for one piece of advice that they would give to anyone who's trying to implement something like this to improve maternal and child health in their context. So 
Let's start with Dr. Saram. Would you like to tell us what advice would you give to others who want to implement something like this? Implementation of MBDSR. We are all looking at sustainable development call number three. Are, every country is committed to eliminating maternal and neonatal deaths. On that note, therefore, ending maternal mortality becomes an advocacy tool that we bring everybody on board to talk about how do we help because it, uh, the, the maternal maternal ratio has stagnated. It has not been going down the way we would have wished. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I think a clear message there. We need advocacy to restart the conversation to end mortality in the future. Thank you very much. Pamela, a piece of advice, please. I would say that uh, implementing the maternal and perinatal death surveillance and response program has been an exciting experience and also a challenging experience. So one needs to be very patient in implementing these activities, especially when it comes to conducting the maternal death reviews. It is a vigorous exercise and it is a draining exercise, having to review one death after another, after another. So one has to be patient and also has to be resilient. And most importantly, engage the stakeholders or the communities of practice around you, especially those who have an interest in maternal and newborn health. It is a great strategy, especially for checking and monitoring quality of care. Thank you very much for bringing that human element where you require patience, endurance, and I can imagine it's very draining to go through case after case and resilience is important. Thank you for highlighting that. Scholastica, would you like to give your piece of advice, please? MPDSR um, is about checking out what has failed the woman in the system. But it's not something that you'll use to find faults on the ones who took care of the mother because you will miss out to know why this mother died or why the baby died. So it is basically looking at where the system will fail and making remedial measures to improve so that you prevent any other death that may occur because of something that the system was not able to achieve, be it staffing, be it the infrastructure, be it the equipment, commodities, medicine. Lucy, take us home with a message for our listeners on this topic, please. For me, having engaged with it, I would say partnership is key. This is not, you know, a one system, a one man or a one institution show. You have to engage a number of stakeholders from across the government, from across implementing partners, from across professional bodies. They all have their role in ensuring that the quality of care provided to mothers, their babies while pregnant is, um, is really engaged. So I would say partnership in ensuring successful maternal and perinatal death surveillance is key. Thank you, Kim. Wonderful take-home message there. Thank you very much. So thank you, Lucy, for being a wonderful co-host again. It's nice to see you. And thank you for our guests for the wonderful explanation of this very important systematic way of making sure that deaths in the future are avoided. Don't forget to check out the Connecting Citizens to Science channel for more excellent global health episodes. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. <laughs>